know you missed me. Did you miss me, Stan? Did you miss me? Well, I heard I heard some bad rumors out there. Is <laughs> I what know, I heard. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm glad to see you. I was a little worried. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I heard that Rob and Brian had said I was at my funeral instead of somebody else's funeral. I'm not. It wasn't me. Um, rest in peace, Bob. Bob died. He was 95 years young, and as his grand grandson said at the funeral, if Bob can't make it into heaven, none of us can make it into heaven. Um, I uh, It was my sister's father-in-law that died, so my sister lives in Denver, and they came into town. Their family's from Fairbolt, and I just really felt like I had to be with my family that day, and that it was really important uh, that I spend some spend the day down in Florida. So I'm very thankful to Rob Dorr and Brian Strauser for filling in. I heard they did a great job, a great, great, great job. Today we're loaded for bear, though. We are loaded for bear. There's so much to talk about. Uh, patient privacy and consent is under attack. Matt Flanders from the Citizens Council for Health Freedom. Did that freak you out? You thought I was going to say Twyla Brays, didn't you? Twyla Brays from Citizens Council for Health Freedom. Nope, Matt Flanders today. I'm excited to have him. I'm excited to chat with him because he has worked really, really, really hard on this issues issue, and I want him to tell you all about it. Uh, and we have an action alert for you. You're not going to get to sit on your hands over this one. Everybody who's in an uproar over the analytics of Facebook and your lack of privacy should be furious over this. Nick Zerwas, Senator Pratt, this is these are horrible, horrible bills, and we have to stop them. We we. We absolutely refuse to let this legislation, we have to absolutely refuse to let this legislation be pushed through that will exempt patient consent uh, requirements uh, and make some of the big pharmaceutical and big medical and big insurance and big business and big health industry make all of them so happy. So no, 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 no. Sean Toll is going to come in. He's checks and balances. He's going to join me to give us an update on instant runoff voting, which is also currently stalled at the legislature. Uh, this is one we want to try to push through. This is a crazy thing. Sean, Sean's an interesting guy. He keeps telling me he's a Democrat. I don't think he is because we agree on a whole lot of stuff. And no, Stan, that doesn't mean that I'm turning into well, a Democrat. No, nope. over to the middle uh-uh, a little bit. Absolutely not. But Sean is a wealth of information on pretty much all things politics. So we will also talk about the governor's race, political parties, legislation, some other stuff. Plus, I have so many thoughts on the annual Earth Hour. Yeah, it's that night again. Turn your lights on uh guns opioids mental health property taxes all these things i want to talk about i know i'm not going to get to them all today but don't worry i'll be back next week and um i know i have two guests this week so what we don't get to this week we'll get to next week i want to start with thanking rob Dorn and brian strauser for filling in for me last week i really 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 appreciate it who's been watching the tv or social media today have you taken a look at at, at the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are out uh marching for it's march for our lives day and they're out marching for their rights i want you to think about this for a minute think about this It used to be that people marched for our rights, for rights. 
Not anymore. Not anymore. Mark Dayton declared today March for Our Lives Day in Minnesota. Uh, there were 13, I heard 13, and then again, then a little bit later, I heard 18 marches here in Minnesota and some 843 marches around the world. And don't get me wrong, because some of these kids really do, some of these kids, some of these people really do want to honor the kids who died, they really want to prevent future deaths. And President Trump even came out and praised the children who were marching today for school safety. And um, I, I, I just I I cannot get past that. Everybody is so proud of these kids and a lot of adults and a lot of big money behind them who are out there celebrating their First Amendment rights, which is exactly what we're supposed to do. But while they're doing it, they're trampling the Second Amendment rights, just trampling it. There was a story this week about a school that in an effort to fight back against shooters who come into their schools, they have boxes of rocks posted all around the school. So the children are encouraged to throw these rocks at the at the shooter uh instead and i mean what a stupid idea what a stupid idea there are so many better things to do in broward county where parkland is where the 17 children were killed um the one of the things broward county that broward county is the one that had the sheriff that never entered the school the armed sheriff that never enters the school that's the place where the school district failed at every level the sheriff's department failed at every level there were so many things that they could have done that would have prevented this kid from killing 17 of 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 his classmates but no no so now they came back with an idea an idea uh that they want the children to when they come back to school on monday they want the children to have clear backpacks and the kids are mad the kids are furious so all of a sudden all of a sudden they they're mad at their fourth they're mad about their fourth amendment rights uh they don't care about their second amendment rights they love their first amendment rights and it, and again it just shows the failure of the school district the failure of some of us parents who haven't educated their children on the rights and the responsibilities of being a citizen of the United States of America it is so important so you have this group of adults who are exploiting the tragedy exploiting these children and i keep asking myself over and over again where are the adults where are the adults well you know where the adults were amy klobuchar and tina smith were meeting with the the students this morning and and they kept talking about uh the right to feel safe and i think that's something that we have to pay attention to because you know what these kids should feel safe in their schools in their movie theaters in the mall we should all feel safe. But the ideas that they're proposing are not what's going to keep us safe. They're not what's going to keep keep the children safe. And I'm watching all these people marching uh, all over the place. I mean, Denver's on the news right now. I saw a bunch of them here in, in St. Paul. And, and nobody's talking about all the armed police that are guarding all of these marchers. And I look at these children and I see how they're being exploited. And I see how, how their, their, their youth, uh, they don't have the wisdom to understand the rights and responsibilities and how important it is to, to know the history, uh, of, of gun rights in particular. And, and I think it's important too to take a look at these kids and look how hungry they are for some, something to belong to. Something 
to belong to. That's such a, a, a huge thing. And the media is eating this up. The media is just eating it up. It's I call it media-sponsored activism. You've got CNN. Uh, almost every show is being broadcast live from D.C. Katie Couric. Katie Couric, she's not CNN. Who is she? I don't know who she. I don't know who she's with. Uh, Katie Couric is making gun control and anti-Trump signs. Go to go to social media. You can see a picture of her. The local media. You look at their social media timelines. Look at how they're encouraging these kids and praising these kids. The signs that these kids are 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 holding are so crazy. One little girl was holding a sign that said, "My safety is greater than your right to own a gun." No little girl. No, little girl, that is dangerous and foolish thinking. Wake up, for heaven's sakes. Um, Another sign said, put your money where your thoughts and prayers are. I saw another sign. I like this one. Arms are for hugging. I thought that was nice. Um, Another sign said, girls' clothing is more regulated in schools than guns are in America, which is just flat out stupid. Flat out stupid. Um, I did see some signs for the other side. Uh, hey, NRA, stop killing our kids. That's our job. Sincerely, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I, th- I laughed at that. I mean, that's not funny, but that that was quite clever in, in my opinion. Um, and then I saw another one that said armed victims live longer. Um, and, and I saw other signs talking about stop voting, uh, stop voting against my civil civil rights. So. Teachers, the education system has a huge responsibility. Parents, don't let your children be brainwashed by these uh, protesting, these kids protesting. Um, it, it's their future, their freedom that we're that we're fighting about, and and the ideas that they're trying to. Because of this school tragedy, we're trying to find a way. We're trying to find a way to keep the kids safe in school. But the discussion has broadened to so many things outside of school. And one of the stories, well. Uh, a particular aspect of this story that I wanted to talk about was over at the legislator legislature here in Minnesota. Uh, they've started working on funding increases for student mental health. And, and there's, I have an article about how they're finding bipartisan support for this. Uh, I have another article, school threat team proposal advances in Minnesota. And then there was an article a week or two ago that I was going to tell you about, uh, an early warning system for troubled kids collecting data to keep teens away from crime. And this is a collaboration of St. Paul, Ramsey County and St. Paul public schools. These, there is some merit to some of these ideas, but the potential, Potential for things to go wrong and to go horribly wrong are just are are so great, and I think people are so um, they're really demanding some sort of solutions and some sort of answers. And in their haste, they're going to make a lot of horrible decisions that will make criminals and take rights away from people who shouldn't have their rights taken away from them. So next week, we're going to talk for sure mental health. We're going to talk about this early warning tr- early. Uh, early warning system for troubled kids and we're going to talk about uh, some of the some like the school threat team proposal that's moving its way in in the house this is absolutely crazy 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 and yeah so 
sorry, that's all the time we have. To, and, and by the way, I didn't want to take any phone calls on guns today because I know Rob and, and Brian did a great job last week talking about guns. But with the march today, I couldn't just let it go uh, without saying something about it. So wake up, people. Wake up because gun owners, we're going to have uh, we're going to have a battle on our hands. These this has really empowered a lot of people and. Sadly, it's dangerous, it's foolish, and I think they don't know what they do. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Matt Flanders is going to join me. He's going. I have a lot of stuff that I want to tell you about what's going on at the Capitol, but Matt in particular, is, is, is this is such an important thing. Our privacy and consent rights are under attack, and Matt Flanders, Citizens Council from Health Freedom, will be here to tell us about the battle and what we can do to put a stop to this Really dumb legislation that Republicans are pushing through. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I told you, we are loaded for bear today. And shortly here, Matt Flanders, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. I know, not Twyla Bray's, but Matt's really smart too. So, yeah, hang in there. Uh, we are going to talk about pavement patient privacy and consent uh it's under attack over at the capitol and this is really 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 important um but there's a couple other things that i just wanted to address before i jump in with matt on the battle we're gonna fight there one is jason lewis had a fabulous op-ed this past week i don't even know where it was printed you're starting to see oh it was the post bulletin you're starting to see a lot of um uh, hit pieces coming out against Jason Lewis and, and expect much more between now and, and November. Jason Lewis isn't afraid of the media. He is, he's, he can defend his positions. He is not worried at all. And my prediction, Jason wins hands down. Angie Craig is not going to beat him or who's the other guy? I don't even know who the other guy is that's running against him. Jason Lewis, like I said, can defend his points, and he's not afraid to write op-eds. And when he worked at this radio station, he would write op-eds on or commentaries on a whole host of different topics. This time, he wrote one that said, if you like Obamacare, just try Medicare for all. This is a horrible idea that the Democrats are pushing hard. Uh, you know, we've waited eight years maybe longer, for the Republicans to step up to the plate and repeal Obamacare. We're still waiting. I'm still mad about that. Obamacare is a mess. It has hurt so many families and so many people with our outrageously expensive insurance policies. You look at all the things government has done as far as Obamacare comes, what a mess. And the Democrats' only solution is try to get more government-run health care and try to expand more of the programs that are already in place. Medicare for All is one of those horrible ideas. And this op-ed that Jason Lewis had, it's on my Facebook page. It's on... um it was at the Post Bulletin. It's titled, If You Liked Obamacare, Just Try Medicaid for All. Uh, Jason goes on and he outlines that the Minnesota Department of Health said 116,000 state residents lost their health plans in just the last two years, leaving approximately 349 Minnesotans without coverage. Some of that is by choice, by the way. And thank you, Donald Trump and the Republicans, now that there's no penalty with that, uh, that, that, will, that, that will be even better yet. 
But more importantly, since 2013, almost 7,000 small businesses have been priced out of the health insurance market as well. Sadly, this continues the trend of Minnesotans enduring massive back-to-back-to-back-to-back premium increases that simultaneously see their coverage shrink with tighter uh, provider networks, stricter drug formulas, and much higher copays and deductibles. And of course, uh, he thanks, thank you, Jason Lewis. He goes on to point out that Mark Dayton, in a rare moment of candor, said the reality is the Affordable Care Act is no longer affordable to increasing numbers of people. And Jason Lewis tells us if you think it's bad now, it can get worse, much, much, much worse. And the Democrat, the Democrats are continuing to push this Medicare for all. It's a horrible idea. Their plan would actually end Medicare as we know it and replace it with a universal trust fund so seniors you'd lose your medicare and don't believe the lies that they're telling you remember what happened from obamacare you remember when obama told us we were going to save twenty five hundred dollars remember when obamacare told us we wouldn't lose our doctor we wouldn't yeah all of it lies 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 it's the same thing here and even the way 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 left of center urban institute said the scheme would cost $32 trillion just in the first decade. Just in the first decade. Jason goes on to talk about how many primary care physicians are are not accepting new Medicaid patients and goes on to talk about what real insurance is. Thank you, Jason Lewis. Thank you very, very much. Uh, one other big thing we're... we're um, we just heard yesterday, Governor Dayton came out and he is still calling for the penny appeal. We are still hearing about this fake opioid crisis that's out there. And what they do is they com- combine all opiates together. So legal and illegal, written by a prescription and n- not written by a doctor that, oh, you know, are brought across the border from Mexico or Canada or North Dakota, that was the last big bus, North Dakota border, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but you've got all this, this, all this misinformation that's out there. When they talk about the 162 people who died of opiate overdoses in Hennepin County last year, uh, let's, let's remember when you lump it up in, in, lump it all into one big, uh, it, it sounds like a really big number, but really it's several different problems that we need to address. And of course, Mark Dayton has the horribly wrong idea of punishing the people who really truly need this pain medication to uh, give them a higher quality of life. And actually, um, it's a very, very, very tiny percentage of people who abuse the opioids that they get to help them manage, manage their, manage their pain. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was, um, Citizens Council for Health Freedom testified against some of the opioid, um, fake solutions that they are trying to ram down our throats. And I'm talking about Julie Rosen's bill, uh, Senate file 730. They call it the opioid omnibus bill because it's garbage, all kinds of garbage thrown into one bill. And it's taxation, it's mission creep, it's registration fees, it's reporting requirements. It's, um, it's just, massive taxation it's just a a horrible horrible idea but really i brought matt in here i brought matt flanders in uh from citizens council for health freedom to talk about a battle that we are waging welcome matt 
Yes, thank you for having me. It's your first time here. Do you love it? I do. I'm having fun and excited. I, I know, right? Okay, but we got a big battle on our hands. We have a big battle, and you have been over at the legislature. You have been fighting like crazy to stop this, and a lot of people don't understand the intricacies of how a bill it's ugly. It's ugly sausage making. How a bill gets um, introduced and passed and working its way through the committees and all of that kind of stuff. You have been on the front lines, front lines fighting for us, right? That's correct. There's uh, There's been this big push by the, the industry to, to make some changes to the Minnesota Health Records Act. And uh, the big change is removing those patient consent requirements uh, that you and I uh, today have the, the right to either give our information away or to withhold it that information and so we are moving through the uh, through session and we just reached the first committee deadline and we are very excited to say that these uh, no consent bills did not make the first committee deadline those those committee deadlines are worthless do not trust them people do not trust them the bottom line is they'll find a way to sneak this into a bill to amend it onto the floor don't trust them and that's exactly right. And that's why we, we're telling everyone that the fight is not over. Uh, there, there's still a reason to keep pushing to protect your consent rights over your personal health information. Exactly. You know, you think of the uproar that's going on now with Facebook and everybody's so mad over the Facebook analyticals and how they're, they're stealing and sharing and using all our personal and private data. Folks, where's the outrage? We're talking about your personal private health records we're talking about your dna we're talking about oh people you should be outraged okay okay i talked so much about jason lewis that we have to take a quick break now um and matt when we come back we're gonna jump right back into this stay tuned everyone sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 11 30 and twin cities news talk.com Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Minnesota has the strongest in the nation consent requirements for sharing your personal health information. Well, guess what? If Senator Pratt and Representative Zerwas get their way, that longstanding Minnesota law protecting your medical privacy and your patient consent rights will be gone. So call Nick Call Senator Pratt and say, no, 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 hell no, we don't want this bill. Crush it, kill it, do whatever you have to do. So, hi, Matt. Matt, I brought in Matt Flanders, Citizens Council for Health Freedom, and he's telling us about the battle to stop Senate File 2975, House File 3312, to stop this horrible, horrible bill. Hi, Matt. As I said before the break, we uh, we did make it through first committee deadline without these bills um, making it uh, reaching the requirements to continue. However, the battle is not over. Uh, we have to watch for these bills to be called back on the floor um, from a majority vote, or we we have to watch for this uh, language being added in a conference committee in the dead of night uh, at the end of the process, where there's very little that the public can do. So that's why we need everyone right now to take the opportunity to reach out to your senators, reach out to your representatives, and tell them that you want your consent rights. You want to know where your information is going. I don't think people realize that Minnesota has one of the best laws in the nation protecting our personal privacy, protecting patient consent rights. And, and I just can't believe that they would want to take this away from us. 
Yeah, that it is a long-standing law, and it's something that we're very proud about, Minnesota. Uh, and most people think that it's HIPAA that's protecting their privacy, but that's not actually the case. Yeah, the Minnesota state law is is much more protective and restrictive in who gets access to your information. And these uh, supporters of these bills, they want to move us to just the quote-unquote HIPAA standard. But the HIPAA standard is all about sharing. It's all about disclosure. It's not focused on the patient like our state law is. Don't you guys have a fabulous graphic on the Citizens Council for Health Freedom website that shows what HIPAA means when they say we're sharing your data with all of these different organizations and entities? Yes, it's it's a uh, it's staggering. Hard to, it's hard to even look at because there's so many lines of access to all of your private information that HIPAA allows, but Minnesota state law does not allow that sharing. And and who's pushing this bill, Matt? Who's pushing this bill? Why would they want all our data? Uh, the industry is pushing pushing this bill, um, and the the industry uh, representatives they include the the Chamber of Commerce, they include the Business Partnership, uh, Alina, uh, the the health plans, the hospital association, the medical association, and uh, it, it's very interesting because if you look back in time back when HIPAA was originally passed, it required uh, patient consent for a lot of the things that Minnesota law requires it for now. But back uh, around the year 2000, the uh, the industry at that time lobbied the federal government to remove those consent requirements. And now we're seeing that same push by the same industry to take away your rights to protecting your personal health information. So think back to 2000 when when all of that was happening. There was such an uproar and such a pushback with that that the legislation actually says the states can have a stronger law if they want to. So the states like Minnesota came in and said, hey, this is our personal private information. We want very, very strict consent rules. We want the patients to know what's going on. And and we were so proud of that, so proud of that. And now here we are 20 years later, and they're trying to take it away. That's right. The, the National Governors Association acknowledges that HIPAA is just the baseline. It's the bare minimum for protecting your privacy rights. So we don't want to go to the bare minimum HIPAA standard. We want to protect your personal information. And you have a, a right to protecting your personal information. But not if these bill supporters uh, get what they want done, which is to remove your consent and they're counting on us. They're counting on us not to be paying attention. They're counting on us to say, okay, we had that first committee deadline. It's dead. Now we don't have to do anything else on this bill. Do you want to know how deceitful they are about this bill? They're so deceitful that for Nick Zerwas to get this passed in, in the House committee, they didn't even take a stand up, up and down, who, who voted how. They passed it on a voice vote. It is very difficult to hold legislators accountable when you're asking them to just say yay or nay you can't figure out how people voted unless they're one of the aggressive ones that yell out no we don't want that to, that to happen so that that tells me that there are more dirty and underhanded tricks coming our way so just because um we told you that it's to the first deadline there's lots more coming matt alluded to the fact that they could easily amend it amend it on a floor vote they could easily tuck it into some omnibus bill that that they wouldn't see a conference committee there are so many sneaky underhanded ways that they're going to try to take away your consent that we have to be vigilant we have to pay attention right 
That's right. We need to make sure that we continue the pressure for representatives and senators. They're they're getting the pressure right now from the industry. They've got these multi-million dollar lobbying groups that are down at the Capitol every single day. And that's why we need the people of Minnesota to speak out and to reach out to their, their elected officials. And we need you to tell them that you want to keep your consent rights because you don't you won't realize what you've lost until it's too late. And this is another thing, too, that this used to be an issue we could count on the Democrats. And not anymore. Not anymore. You can't count on them either. And and Republicans, if you thought you could trust them on this issue, it's this. These bills are authored by two Republicans, for heaven's sakes, two Republicans, two Republicans who should know better. Pratt. Zerwas, come on, guys. We expect better out of out of you. So I don't think a lot of people really understand what sharing this data means. I don't think people really understand that, you know, you made a great point that they're going to lose this right and they're they they're never even going to know it until it happens. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, my gosh, this was a super big deal. What does it mean when 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 you say that they're how much they're going to lose by sharing this data? Yeah, there are real consequences to this legislation. And one thing I want to point out is the Minnesota Department of Health um, put out a report on what it means to if we were to go to the HIPAA standard and get rid of our consent requirements. And they said that getting rid of those requirements, quote, may raise privacy concerns because of the broad scope of health care operations and, quote, removes certain privacy protections for Minnesota patients, especially related to sensitive information such as mental health, HIV and STD testing, and genetic information. Okay, time out, time out, time out. Read, read that whole little paragraph that you, just, that you just quoted right there. Read that again. People, stop what you're doing. Listen to this. Removing consent from Minnesota Minnesotans, quote from the Department of Health, removes certain privacy protections for Minnesota patients, especially related to sensitive information such as mental health, HIV and STD, and genetic information. Do you want all that information shared, people? Do you want all that information shared? Because you, sh- you sure shouldn't. I just talked to you about the gun thing and how, well, Mark Dayton, his whole entire term of office, he has really, really, really pushed for mental health, an expansion of mental health services everywhere from the clinics, neighborhood clinics, to the schools, to the VA, to everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And you think about that. Do you want all that personal private information shared? Or, oh yeah, that STD that you have, do you want the whole world to know you have that STD? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And another allowable um, use of your information under HIPAA is research without your consent. As long as they get a, a, the approval of an institutional review board, who knows what that is? Uh, they are yeah, able. Yeah, what use, is that? <laughs> they're, they're able to use your your information for research for whatever they want, and they don't even have to tell you. They don't it. even have to tell you. They don't even have to tell you. That is so crazy. And when you look how far we've come with DNA testing and, and well, just medical things in, in general, I mean, think about that. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the, the whole discussion around Facebook and the data that's being 
that was being shared without people's knowledge. How much more powerful is the data uh, or concerning in your medical record? It's so much more private than the things that we share with however many hundreds of people that are following us on social media. This is your most intimate personal information, and you should be in control of that. Not the government, not the medical industry. You, the patient, should remain in control of your information. Dang right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got lots more. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers uh, with Matt Flanders, Citizens Council for Health Freedom, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I have Matt Flanders with me, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. And we want you to wake up, people. Minnesota has almost the best law in the entire nation protecting our medical privacy and patient consent rights. And now we have two Republicans, Senator Pratt and Representative Zerwath. Thanks for nothing, boys, uh, trying to come in and and take away our, our consent. And we are just adamantly opposed to that adamantly opposed to it and we can't let our guard down we absolutely can't let our guard down can we matt no we cannot and we were just talking about the how concerned people have been about their facebook information being used and misused without their knowledge or without their consent and that's exactly what's going to happen to your personal health information if they get rid of the consent requirements this is all about profiteering this is all about profiling this is about outsiders controlling your uh, your treatment your health care by using your own information against you it's all about control they, and they share the information with so many different entities. It's so much more than just uh, another government agency or an insurance company. It's law enforcement. It's researchers. It's And, and how do you get that genie back in the bottle? Uh, it's very difficult once, once the information is out there. And Health and Human Services acknowledges that there are 2.2 million entities that could get access to your personal health information under HIPAA. Under state law, they do not have that access without you giving them consent. And if you want to give consent, I get it. Nick Zerwas has like a heart issue, like a bad heart issue. And I get it. He would probably wants to give consent to anyone and everyone to find a way to help him with what he's dealing with with his heart. But guess what? The rest of us don't want to share all that information. Yeah, under under current state law, those who want to just open up their medical records to anyone and everyone, they currently have the ability to do so. They give consent. Those of us who may not want to give consent would lose that right if these if these uh, uh, bills move along or if they add this language on elsewhere in the process. Minnesotans would lose the ability to not have their information being shared. Okay, so you said before. Um, okay, maybe it was me that said it before. It wasn't you. I'll say it out loud. They lie about this. The other side just lies about this. They make stuff up and they imply that it's like for such a good thing and, and that we should be in favor of this and in, instead of against this. Yeah, the, the bill supporters are, are saying that this is going to save money in health care. It's going to reduce health care costs. And it's funny because they're using a, a report from 2012 from Alina, so a group that would seek to, to benefit from this legislation. That's the data that they're using to, to support it. So it's the fox guarding the hen house here with the data. Clearly. <laughs> uh, but but they, this report 
it, it's funny that they're using it as a as evidence of of the barriers of the Minnesota Health Records Act of our Minnesota laws that protect consent, because when they surveyed health professionals in that report um, on whether or not they were sharing health information, the the doctors and the nurses and the providers they never said that while well, we didn't share information, we didn't access patient information uh, because of Minnesota laws. They didn't say that they, they were not able to share information because patients didn't give consent. The number one reason that they didn't do this health information sharing was they weren't interested in seeing the information. So the, the report that they're using uh, to justify, they're saying $90 million in cost savings in the emergency room alone. That money is never in the report. I don't know how they got to that number. They make stuff up. It's, I'm convinced they make stuff up and throw everything in the pot but the kitchen sink. Yeah, it, it's certainly not uh, It's certainly not in the report. And, and it's a little bit humorous that uh, the report actually says, quote, caution should be used when extrapolating the results of this study. So they're extrapolating the results <laughs> from this study, and the study says don't do that. Right. Don't do that. We can't do that under state law, but don't do that. Yeah, and going back even further, in 2007, Alina actually said that they had virtually eliminated duplicate testing. So where where is all this? Is the Minnesota Health Records Act causing these duplicate tests? I haven't seen the data that's shown that. Right. In fact, it's a national problem. Seema Verma got up in front of uh, the largest health information um, gathering in the world. And excuse me, Seema Verma is the administrator for the Centers for Medicaid, Medicare and Medicaid Services. She got up and talked about duplicate testing and how they needed to to uh, figure out how to deal with that problem. And if if duplicate testing is being caused by our Minnesota laws, like these bill supporters say, then why is it a national problem? I, I don't see how they, their, their logic leads to, to uh, this bill being passed. It's don't not you think about, that's the lawyers <laughs> playing a big role be. in that, maybe? It certainly could be. <laughs> Looking for deep pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's justified. What else do the, does the other side say? They said it was going to save money, which we know won't happen. Yeah, and they say that it's going to, um, they're saying that it's going to reduce the administrative burden as well of getting consent from people because that's a burden. It's a burden? That's right. It, it's, it's a burden. But in uh, 2017, the Department of Health in Minnesota asked how much that burden was for providers. And the providers that submitted um, data on that, it averaged out to be 83 cents per patient was the administrative burden of getting consent so that they could just use your information. And without your consent, they'll be able to use your information for any purposes that they want that are allowed under HIPAA. They'll be able to share it with 2.2 million entities as HIPAA allows. They'll be able to use it for research. They can share with law enforcement. It's all laid out in HIPAA. And that's uh, that's what one point to make clear is HIPAA is about sharing. It's not about patient privacy. Right. We want to keep that consent, folks. we got to keep that consent. You ready to take a phone call? Brian, you're up next. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the show. You have a question? Yes, I do, Sue. Thank you for your time. See, I, with this HIPAA privacy, over the last 15 years or 20 years, I've gone into the doctor's office, and they've refused me service unless I sign this. And I told him, I said, you look at what this says here. It's saying that you can give my information away. And they'll flat out deny to me and they'll say, no, that's not what it's saying. That's not what it means. I said, yes, it is. 
Brian, I've gotten in that same argument with people over and over and over again. Like the the pharmacist at my pharmacy, we were like literally nose to nose with each other. Everyone was stopping to listen. And I had just had Twyla on the show to talk about HIPAA. So I knew everything there was about HIPAA. Hang on a second. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, signing the, uh, the HIPAA form is just trying to reinforce the misnomer that HIPAA protects your privacy. Uh, the government says that you don't have to sign HIPAA. The doctors just have to make a good faith effort to get you to sign, but they cannot refuse your treatment based upon whether or not you sign that form. And we're they hearing have, from people all have, across the have, country that are uh, that are experiencing the same thing as you. They have refused me. They they refuse it. If I don't sign it, they refuse it. Well, so I've signed it. So I get I get the service that I need, but they have already been giving this information out on you, Sue, me, everybody, for years. There's nothing private. You can't right. take back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle again, like you said. Yep, yep. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate your comments. So, what should people do? I mean, I Thank told you. the I told the um, the. Um, pharmacy lady, I'm, or no, it was a dentist. We were going nose to nose and I was paying cash. I've never had dental insurance in my life and I was paying cash. And I said, that's it. I'm, I, I, I don't want your service. I don't want to go. And I, and I found another dentist who I love located in New Brighton, I might add, who was willing to take my cash instead of whatever and said, we totally got it. You don't have to sign it. We aren't going to. And it was, they had a little form, a special little form just for people like Brian and me. Made me so happy. I called Twyla, told her all about it. Yeah, and, and it's tough when you're in a in a medical situation, especially in an emergency situation. You you feel compelled to uh, to sign those forms oftentimes, and and it's important to note that oftentimes your consent, the one signature at the bottom of the page, is for a dozen different things that are required for you to consent to, and we would argue that that is not true informed consent when you have to sign away everything just to get treated exactly exactly okay so we're we're running out of time rapidly um give me one last push one last uh tell people why they should get involved and why it's so important that we continue to fight this and then we'll wrap it up with giving um out your website and and citizens council for health freedom and how people can sign up for uh Twyla's um, email alert, which is the best ever, comes out once a week. And then their special, like it's an email newsletter, e-letter, I think she calls it, uh, best ever. I, I get a ton of them in my inbox uh, all the time, but that one is the best. Um, and, and how to sign up for action alerts, too. Yeah, your, your patient consent rights as a Minnesota citizen, they're more than just about you, a doctor being able to see your medical information if you go from one doctor to another. It's all about access to your information that can be used for things like uh, controlling health care costs or controlling what services you're allowed to get. Uh, it's all about profiteering and profiling off of your data. You also lose your ability to a second opinion. If, if you lose what? your ability to give or refuse consent for health information sharing. Because if you go to Dr. A and you want to go to Dr. B uh, without them being able to see your diagnosis from uh, Dr. A, uh, 
under this new consent law or no consent law, uh, the doctor, the second doctor would already have access to your diagnosis in, in the first um, treatment that you received. So you will no longer be able to get a second opinion that is unbiased. And we need to we need to make sure that we keep the pressure up for the rest of session because it can happen late at night. It can happen the last day of session, and we need you to contact your state senator and your state representative and tell them to protect your consent rights, protect your ability to protect your personal health information. Citizens Council for Health Freedom, sign up. Matt, you are great. You are great. You know how much I love Twyla. You know, I say she's the smartest woman I I know. And you were fabulous. And you, my friend, are welcome to come back on my show anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for fighting so hard over at the Capitol. You made us proud. You made Twyla proud, too. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Thank you, Matt. Check it out. Can't stop fighting. Coming up next, uh, my friend, Sean. You are going to love Sean. Sean and I butt heads on occasion. But today, I think we're on the same side we're going to talk instant runoff voting stay tuned sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin cities news talk.com